We should start. I don't know. I don't know how to start. Did you have a good weekend? Did I have a good weekend? Mm. I mean, I didn't have a bad weekend. I, I, I had an. You know, it's just we're like living in this life where like my whole life has been like trying new things you know like like i've been so open to like i mean it's why i'm in fucking australia during a global pandemic do you know what i mean it's going to affect your opinion in australia it 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 being your first time yeah no 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 i'm pretty close to just being like fuck the whole thing fuck it off you know and would that happen in any place do you think i don't know you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to imagine what things would have been like had I been back in my home in New York. I mean, you wouldn't have been there. That's a big factor for you, I think. Not having you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, do tell. It's a deal breaker for you, I think. I think anywhere you, you are for this makes this the place you're at during it shitty. I mean, but the, but that's the thing is like people are in New York and they're like, oh, you know, New York's strong and like New York's now like one of the best places to be, you know, and like that's that's cool, like whatever, you know, my shit's there. I'm not. I'm here. Um, I miss experiencing new things. With that said, I would say for this weekend on a very small scale, trying PCP for the first time wasn't necessarily on any bucket list of mine but it did happen this weekend so in some regard yes i did have a good weekend i tried a new thing i didn't like it but it was an experience and considering you know six months of this year four of those have been little to no new experiences sure i guess on the measure of weekends this one was all right yeah i mean this uh... If you're going to break out of the boredom of every day being exactly the same, you might as well, like, you know, really mix it up with a yeah. PCP. What does that stand for? A pretty cool powder. Pretty cool powder. I not a fan. You know, it's funny. I was I was telling uh, I was telling my very good friend Luke on the phone today, you know, uh, about I was telling him the story and I was like, what do you think of when you think of PCP? And, he, and it was the same thing I thought of. He's like, just bad, bad stuff. Yeah, I, negative. Yeah, like, I don't know any... And I'm like, yeah, I, I have never known anyone who personally sought it out um, or was like, oh, yeah, you got to try angel dust. Just throw a little of that on your sandwich and, like, call it a fucking afternoon. Like, ever. Ever. And, um, and it's not like we were intentionally doing it either with the people we were doing it with. They, they weren't trying to do... PCP. Oh, it was either. a complete accident. It was a complete. Well, it was was it an accident, or was it someone intentionally sold someone else a bad product? Who knows? Who knows? That that that's not my jurisdiction in this particular field. But I was generously offered drugs, you know, and I was told the deal. And at first, I was like, I'm not, you know, the last thing I need to do is angel dust in Australia. Well, there was no, there's an edge to the deal because half the deal was the thing you love the most. Ketamine. And then the other half is... PCP. PCP. So, like, what are you meant to do? You can't, like... It's a... Uh, what do you call it? That's called a push in gambling. A push in gambling? Yeah, it's a push. It's like in blackjack when you and the, the dealer draw. 
It's like, ah, no one really wins. Like, well, what are you yeah, meant to be, what are you meant to do? Like, it was, it was. So I, do, I do want to say, like, I'm. It's always, I don't know if it's just like. I, 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 I'm always very appreciative when somebody is like generous enough to want to share, right? And so we were hanging out with John Boy, and John Boy always shares, and it's really very nice. It's mm. very, it's very nice to be around somebody who likes to keep it fun for everyone. Yeah, sharing is like, Christian as well. Okay, <laughs> are you sure it's not Catholic? It's, uh, it's just with dicks. They like to share their dicks. Well, only if it's an old dick with a very young dick. Okay. Just it's Peter, very pedophilia, pedophilia in the Catholic Church. Yes, yeah. Sharing is for pedophiles, unless it's drugs. In yeah. which case, so John Boy, you know, was sharing the drugs, and you know, we were. I, I was told the deal, and at first, I was kind of like, I don't know, you know, because you know, this whole experience of coronavirus. Maybe you've heard of it. It's been it's been really a, a ride, and you know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I don't really, I don't really know what PCP does to a person. Any association I have with it in my mind is bad. I don't know if I should be introducing something that I know so little about, that I have a bad association with, that I have no knowledge of any type of dosage. If I should be putting that into my nearly sober system since, you know, I haven't been able to get a hold of drugs because I don't know anyone in this country. I was like, probably shouldn't do that. But I think you were like four or five beers down the hole and you were like, let's do a little. And I was like, oh, twist my arm, you know. And so we did a little bit. It does a real Friday night feel, feeling going around. Like, so. Yeah. And it was fine. Like I was like at first it was just a, it was just a touch, a scotch, just a, a, a minor amount. Scotch. Yeah. A scotch. And I was like, oh, hey, because like, you know, it had all those feelings of like ketamine that I love so much. I was like, yeah, you know what? I was like, whatever. Like I had like forgotten even. So then I ended up doing a line. I don't think you did that at that time, but I did a line and even more so I was like, oh yeah, I was, my mind was opening and I was like, you know, getting real in touch with my soul again and whatever. And then things got very confusing and very weird. And I remember feeling like I had to sit down, but like in a really bad way. And like, it was just bad. Like it just immediately, like, like after like, you know, 20 minutes of like good, it just like immediately like dirty, bad, like everything, oh, confusion. I felt like I had drank like a ton of cough syrup. Like I was like robo tripping, but even in a worse way. And it, it was horrendous. And when I finally came out of it, I was like, I was like, I don't ever want to do this again. And there was another guy there uh, who, when we had arrived was like, if you remember, he was like sprawled out on a bed, like on a phone call. And I was like, man, is that guy fucked up? And I finally had like a real conversation with him. And he was like, yeah, I had never done that before. And I did it for the first time. I don't know how I got from this room to that room. So, you know, it changed my perception of him. I was like, oh, you're normal. So anyway. How normal are you, you guys? Because we're on drugs? Well, the backdrop to this was like John Boy had a golf club and he was just whipping plastic golf balls around the room, which was pretty hilarious. I mean, it was a little nerve There was some lunacy there. There was something. And well, that's, I mean, that's you why passed out that's, for yeah, five that's, I decided my, my body decided it needs to go to sleep again. Yeah. And so you passed out. And then that's when the coke arrived. And I swear, I only did the coke just to cancel out the feelings of the PCP. You just wanted some normality? Yes. I was like, I was, because it, it left this film of like, like, you know, ketamine like gives you, I don't know. For me, I find ketamine very cleansing. Whether or not I had a good time on it or a bad time on it, I always like, feel like I got somewhere like something happened for me that 
you know, feels useful. And like a lot of times people could say the same thing about like a mushroom trip or an acid trip. If you like are introspective enough, ketamine is very introspective for me. So it was like, even though I kind of experienced that, it was like, whatever's in this fucking angel dust, like it's almost like it muddied all that up. I felt like gross. Like, and so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll do a little cocaine to kind of like just wash that away. And by the time that was done, that's when you woke up. Six solid hours. And then you started everybody back on the ketamine angel dust thing. I guess you'd forgotten there was angel dust in it. Yeah, no, I, I probably wasn't paying attention to my memory. Yeah, because you started it. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, when in Australia, you know, and so I did it again. And then this was truly the most terrifying experience of my, I, I would say like easily, I cannot, I can't, I, I've, I know I've told you this like four times already, but I cannot stress how horrifying it was. Like, it was like, you know, the ketamine feeling, right? So that was great. But when that wore off, I was like in a conversation with you and like two other people and I could hear the words coming out of your mouth and I could understand what the word was, but to form the sentence, to form a memory in order to respond to what you were saying to me, I couldn't do. Like I couldn't formulate the memory. I couldn't retain the information that you were delivering in the sentence. I, I was sitting there like, look, I was like, okay, well, I know my name. I know where I am. I know why I'm here. I know what I've done, but it was like, I couldn't form new memories for like 10 minutes. And I don't know if you remember, I just didn't say anything. And I kept trying to repeat the words in my mind or even start saying them out loud. I couldn't speak. I felt like a vegetable. Like I knew all my past, but was unable to take take anything in and it, I was mortified I was like if this is how I fucking go that's real fucked I fucked up because you know I wouldn't say I'm the most irresponsible drug user but I would say that was a relatively irresponsible thing for me to do if I become a vegetable you know what I mean <laughs> I'm like but that wasn't fucking worth it it was terrifying and then I think I even told you guys at one point because uh, John Boy asked me a question and I was like I have no idea what you guys have been talking about I have been unable to retain information or form new memories for the last few minutes. And I think all you guys were just like, oh. Yeah, yeah no, we already accepted you were some sort of vegetable. And we were like, we have to figure out this uh, How fixing to... the world world's politics in this absolutely circus of a discussion. It felt horrible. Like, I look, if you or someone you know is addicted to PCP, abandon them because nobody should like that drug that that was i know drugs affect people differently but like i i don't know like i was talking with the other dudes and they were like yeah it's got a weird it's got a weird it's like ketamine and nothing like ketamine at the same time so four hours ten not even dude i would the ultimate experience like as a whole like two out of ten for real because it was like it was almost like the high of ketamine was so brought down by the opposite of what it, that is. You but know what I mean? You enjoyed like the you enjoyed the um the people and the conversation. Oh yeah, no no no. I thought we were rating the drug. No yeah. the, no the overall experience. No, that gets more out of ten. I would no, say No no I was I was I have two uh, categories. Well, what are the fucking categories? Just uh, the actual uh, substance itself and then the festive activities that surround the substance. The festive activities I'm, I'm going with, I mean, we're working with what we got. I'm going to go ahead and say like eight, nine out of ten, right? Yeah. I perfect. think I, I had a really nice time. Uh, the drug itself, but and the only reason it's low is because, you know, I've got a drug that scared me. 
which is my own thing, you know? And, you know, and the fact that there's coronavirus, so it's like, you know, we couldn't really do much more than what we were doing. Yeah, so again, yeah, that's out of yeah. control. But the company was good. The drug itself was bad. I mean, I'll put it this way. I've never been, you know, I've lived in New York for like 15 years. Have you? I don't know if, you, I don't know if you've heard of this city, New York. No, city. I just think it's like the first time I've ever heard you say that word. That I'm from there? Yeah. Or, you know, live there? Yeah. So I lived in New York. And like New York's known for being really diverse. But with that said, I can't say I've ever been to a party where you had... Like, like, not like we were at a party the other night. We were at a small group gathering. It wasn't even a gathering. Couldn't even be big enough to be a gathering. There was a handful of people there. Whatever it was, it was under... It was, it was, whatever whatever it was, it didn't break the rules. Yeah, yeah. We're fucking staunch rules rules followers. Yeah, we follow all the rules. But my, my point is, is like, I've never been at a gathering where there were... So, such a diverse group of people in the sense that they're from the places they're actually from. They're not like, oh, I'm like, you know, Chinese American, you know? It's like, no, I'm like from China. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm from Australia and I'm from England and I'm from Ireland and I'm from Sri Lanka. And like... They call those people palms. Palms? Yeah, I think they call them palms. Why? Prisoner of the motherland. Is that right? They actually call them here, yeah. Oh, really? Hmm. They used to call English people here. Like, what do they call Irish. Americans? Well, I guess I don't know where Assholes? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, fair <laughs> enough. But, but like that, you know, so the conversation, like, you know, everybody being from where they're from, you know, grew up with obviously very different experiences. And so, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good stories. You know, it made my, like, stints in jail just look like child's play. Oh, yeah, people have great backstories. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I heard some shit where I was like, all right. You've you been know? around the block. You've been around. And I'm like, and I am, you know, 12 years older than you or whatever the fuck. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. People's got some stories. So it was a good time. You know, John Boy always, he always, with that, every time. Yeah, John Boy's unf- a great host. Unforgettable. Yeah. Every single time. And it's been really a handful of times. Yeah. Which is like, for for real, a stark contrast to where we were living and, and the other group of people we were living with, the other yeah. couple. Which, like, you know, we don't have to get into that today. But, like, it's 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 interesting to see how different people choose to live their lives, even during a pandemic. Very true. Yeah. And some people have just a capacity for things that is mind-blowing, isn't it? What do you mean? What type of capacity? Well, I would have been dead, like, four or five times over. If, if what? If I consumed um, substances the way some of these people can. I'm just a fucking lightweight. I well, I don't know. I don't See, even drink spirits. When you think about it, think about it. The idea of even drinking spirits upsets my stomach. I mean, you know. When I, I think I, that's why I got sick the next day because I have some a little bit of liquor. I can't. I actually am very fragile. See, I was I was very into I was like vodka. Vodka. You just you just drink spirits and then like little it's lemon. The, it's for... the it's the next day and. You got like missed calls in your phone and fucking your head hurts. But see, I would I would drink vodka, you know, again lemon if you want to make it fancy. And then the next day I might puke all day, but I'm puking like on my way to shit, you know, like I'm puking in trash cans on the street, or I I carry uh, often a plastic bag in my purse in case I needed to puke on the train or some shit. I've puked while in motion. 
You know, oh, okay. I puked before going right before going on stage before from drinking. Yeah, I just bang into the uh, bucket and then straight on. Well, no, I mean like you should use it as your opener. Puking? Yeah, puking a nerd in the front row. I mean, I used to have a whole bit about all the places I puked from drinking. You know, I've puked everywhere. All right, give me a really uh, out there one. Um, I mean, I puked on a McDonald's. That sounds about right. Did you use McDonald's to feed yourself beforehand? No. Um, oh, I, my God. You didn't even, like, contribute to the company. No. You, you just vomited on their building. I had been... I was in Maine. This this was the same weekend I had that legendary yeast infection. You're just was, full of charms. It was beautiful. <laughs> and Everything you say is beautiful and womanly. <laughs> Vomit. Yeast. McDonald's. <laughs> America. Fuck yeah. Dude, yeah. Well... They were actually, so I was in Maine and the back roads are very windy and I was being driven to the airport. I was supposed to fly out back to New York and um, I, we had been drinking for days straight, me and me and my gays. And also I was filled with yeast. Yes. At this time. So I'm, so my vagina's sick, pretty brutal. And we're like, I mean, this is like an hour long drive and we're on these winding back roads and I'm in the back seat and I'm. I'm like it's the mom in the front seat, and then, then my gay is one in the one in the passenger, and one next to me, and the one. Your next mom picked to, up your gays. No, it was one of my gay's moms. Oh, yeah, it was his family's like cabin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like the one next to me, he was looking at me, and he was like, "Yeah, no." And I'm like, I'm I'm like looking at him. I'm like, I I don't know how to politely tell this mom that I like know better after this like five days, but like I still don't know that well. That I need, I need to vomit, like, and I oh, need to go somewhere. Yeah, so, in the car, oh, in the car when it in the hits. car, and you're winding and whatever. And so I'm pretty sure my Derek, the one who was next to me, texted Peter in the front seat, and then Peter was like, "Mom, can we, you know, Nana?" That's what they called me. Oh. They they called me Nana because one time I don't even I, I don't even remember this. I got two nicknames that weekend. One was the Wiz, something to do with my vagina. I don't remember what it was, but they called oh. me Nana because I went to the river with a, like a big hat on and like doggy paddled around while I was like wasted. So they call me Nana now, and um, I don't know, you know. And mind you, they're both older than I am. That and, sounds deranged. Well, you know, if the shoe fits, right? <laughs> yeah, true, very true. Um, or in my case, I guess the hat. But like, so they were like, "Look, you know." Peter was like, Mom, can we pull over at, like, the next McDonald's? You know, Nana's not feeling good, whatever. And, like, she was like, yeah. So, you know, we're driving, and I'm cl- I'm doing everything I can to keep this vomit inside of me at this point. And, like, we pull into the parking lot of the McDonald's, and I'm thinking, thank God, you know, because it's taking everything. I, like, I'm going to open the door and probably just vomit. But for whatever reason, we talk about this still because it doesn't make any sense. His mom, Peter's mom, like circles the parking, like this empty parking lot, circles it at least once. And I remember Peter looks at Derek and and, and Peter's like, mom, you could just pull over anywhere because she like does this extra circle that you did not need to do. Does she want to punish you? I don't know. We we don't think it was that. It was just, we were like, why isn't she stopping the car? Like we collectively were like, why hasn't she stopped the car? So when she finally stopped, I am like, it's, it's unbelievably... Like it's inside of me. It's like at the the top of the valve, you know. And like, I like fall out of the vehicle, and I'm headed for the door, 
And it's like right in front of the drive-thru, but I'm like, I'm not making it to this bathroom. So I puke on the McDonald's wall. Is there anyone in the drive-thru waiting? There's somebody in the fucking drive-thru. I love it. So I puke on the What an advertisement. Yeah. And then I go inside, you know, and I go to the bathroom and I finish puking, but I got the initial, you know. And at this point, they get in the drive-thru, right? I guess they're in the drive-thru because they're going to order some like sodas. Like, I guess they were like, you you know, they were going to get me a soda too. So I come out and I get back in the car and I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. And like, Derek was like, you know, you feel better. And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, did you tell somebody, you know, that you puked? Oh, shit. And I was like, no. And he was like, this isn't New York. Like, you can't just puke anywhere and it like doesn't matter. You need to like let somebody know. And he was like, forget it. But it was like, yeah. So I like puke on the drive-thru and I didn't tell anybody. But like I should have told somebody, I guess, so they could like hose it down because like we're in Maine, you know? Yeah, it's going to be there for like a week. Yeah. And what's funny, oh, this is great because they told me. So we ended up driving into town. They dropped me off at the airport, but then my flight was canceled because there was a massive storm in New York. So even though it was like a 45 minute flight, I couldn't fly in. So I ended up calling Derek up. It was his birthday. That was why we were all there. So I ended up meeting them in Portland, Maine. And then we had like, you know, a big gay night out, like, um, ended up at like a blue collar gay bar. And I made a lot of friends there, you know, and some dude like gave Derek a bag of cocaine, but then also asked for it back, like in the same sentence. It was very weird. But, um, I guess the following day the mom and the family dog like went to that McDonald's and I guess the dog pissed on where I puked. Oh, do you recognize your, um, who knows? Scent of your innards. Who knows? You know, I spent a lot of time with that dog. That's not really, that, that that's a romantic story. Yeah. Yeah. The imagery. Yeah. Vomit. I know. Do you, you know, you've never seen me during, uh, never seen me drinking during. Cause like the thing is, is like I could, I was never debilitated by the vomiting. You know, like yeah. you, I don't know how what things are like. I mean, I'm imagining you've seen people vomit in Ireland, but like yeah, people vomit outside, but like, like on the street a little bit. Not not that people are kind to show you about it. You know, people sometimes try to find a toilet or something. Well, do they have? They don't like vom- They don't vomit on McDonald's and then just like hop into the car and be like, <laughs> "Fuck you." Well, are women ever? Do you ever see women who have to have their hair held back and can barely yeah, like yeah, stand yeah, and shit? Yeah. I mean, I guess like I was never. I've never been that type of puker like whatever puking i had to do i would say 99.9 percent of the time i'm like even if i'm wasted i'm fully aware of what's going on and like trying to do what i can to make it as discreet as possible you know like only one time did i like vomit like in my bed in my sleep and not really know what was happening it's worse when you vomit in someone's house uh, and you're not like you know, they get upset. I, I mean, vomited in someone's expensive shoes. I fell asleep in a random room and then I got up to vomit on their shoes. Oh. Like chick shoes as well. So, you know, she was fucking angry. And then I tried to deny it. I was trying to deny it while the evidence was presented. I was showing it. I was showing it. I was like, no, it wasn't me. I think I heard someone else come in here. Deep down, I knew it was me. In fact, I knew for sure it was me, but it was just, I did not feel like taking responsibility for that. I mean, and now I want to apologize publicly to Sinead's sister or whatever fucking from 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I puked in your shoes. I mean, I'm sure you don't remember what kind of shoes they are. They were like high heels or something. I mean, <laughs> wow, that's very specific. I don't know, someone stood up for me as well and said he didn't do it. So I had some, like someone actually got my back and I think they believed me. 
I think it might have been Sinead even. God, that's the worst. And I was like, I could own up now and just tell them, like, no, like, you're, you're siding with the wrong party here. I fucking puked all over those shoes and went back to bed. The audacity. But I, uh, no, I didn't. I, d- I decided to wallow in my lie. And then the person is like, you're a piece of shit. And I'm like, well, I didn't do it. Guilty. <laughs> so whoever done it's a piece of shit. That way I'm not really lying because it was me. I mean, it, you know, alcohol makes you do... Puke in a taxi, you have to fucking pay a fine. Oh, in Ireland? What say that? Say the name of the country again? Ireland. Yeah. I was, I my, I, whatever. Something happened to my jaw. It unhinged for a second. <laughs> Give me a break, you know. Um, yeah, it's like 150. Euro, like 10 years ago, was I haven't got sick in a taxi in 10 years. Uh, I got sick in a taxi. More even, but it's fucking upsetting because he's like, you know, a taxi driver was like, well, they they act upset. They're like, oh well, I'm gonna have to pay to get this cleaned. And my shift's done for a night, but they, you have to pay them 200 euro. So I'm like, how much does it cost really to get it cleaned? And how much were you going to make for the rest of your shift? Because it's 4 a.m., you know what I mean? I think They're probably you, thrilled. I think you just fucking got two hours off work and a fucking massive tip. They're probably, you know, fishing around for the drunkest person to drive. Yeah, home. this guy's definitely going to puke. I only puked in a cab one. But again, I started becoming so discreet that if I had a bag on me, I would puke so, you know... And just quietly, quiet puking in the bag. That's the thing, though. I think even if you, you puke in a bag, the idea, the fact that you puked in the car is like fucking oh, enough, enough e- evidence to, you'd have to slip through the window or I'd something. say to open my bags of, of stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're not searching anything. Then he's like, we'll just puke in that bag. And he's like, I got into this car with this puke in the bag. I'd like bring this with me everywhere. I like this. This is a, this is a lunch. And you can't judge me. <laughs> you can't judge someone who... I'm recycling. I'm recycling. Um, I, yeah, one time I puked. It was after I worked at this restaurant and it was, I had worked a brunch shift. Those were always the most dangerous because you start drinking at like three o'clock after you've been like awake all morning, you know? And like, I definitely was like drinking and I was drinking at this bar up the street and then I ate some pizza and then I went to the bathroom. Well, you finished brunch and then you went to a bar. I was working brunch. So I was the brunch hostess. Brunch is like 11. Or something. Yeah, but brunch in New York ends at like three o'clock. It ends at three, and then you're so all, the, you, when you knock off work, you go to the bar. Yes, oh, like you, you knock off. That's work. a real proper like, alky way to like, oh, gotta Brutal. go to my water well, hall, dude. Because you're not only are you still drunk from the night before when you get to brunch to work the shift, but you may or may not, depending on who is like behind the bar, get a like you be getting little you know nips here and there of booze, right? Yeah, yeah. To get you through the shift. Then you get your shift drink, you know? Yeah, so, then you're, you're off to the races. Isn't yeah, it? and now you're, you're like, back well, into it. Last night was hilarious. Yeah. Let's keep on going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I had the shift drink, then went to, you know, and now I'm like drinking. And then I remember I had some pizza and like, whatever. I was pretty tight with this bartender up the street. Like I liked seeing her and she liked seeing me and whatever. And I don't even know. I All I know is around like 8 o'clock, 7 8 o'clock. It was dark, but it wasn't that late. But I had to go into that toilet and I puked my guts out. And I'm pretty sure, see, I'm, I'm a little uncertain if I got it everywhere or if I didn't get it everywhere. But I know for certain I clogged the toilet, right? With your puke. Well, I only know that. Why did you vomit up an old boot or something? I, I vomited up shoes? recent food. So oh food that had just gone down. And like, I know this only because I puke and then I go back out and I'm like working on my beer. And then feeling a lot better, feeling a lot better. And then the bartender 
you know, we chat, whatever. I think I go smoke a cigarette and I come back in and she's like, oh man, you know, what a nine bomb when some asshole just fucking clogged the toilet with their puke. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, you know, uh, and did, you didn't, gotta go. You didn't, and, you didn't say anything? No, of course I didn't say anything, you know? I but mean, after like you found out it was clogged, did you like go in and try and unclog it? No, they were already working on it, you know? It was like her bar back was back in there dealing with it. And I was like, oh, I was like, that fucking fucker. And I'm like, fucking like, I'm pretty sure that People was People are pigs. Yeah. It was definitely, I mean, yeah. I uh, I puked places. Day drinking during work and time. I don't like day drinking. And I'm, well, look, I don't no, you, drink you, anymore. It was, yeah, back, back when you were younger, it's fun. I used but to drink I, on fucking break from work and boogies. You used to go to the pub and you'd have like four drinks and you go back and just make a load of mistakes and laugh about it. It's like trying to balance the books and then apparently you owe the you owe the store like two hundred grand because you're like you're like four drinks in and you don't know how to type. I don't know how to type anyway. But like that's the kind of shit you could do in your twenties. Drinking during your lunch break is fucking hilarious, like because it's like you could just you can barely remember the second half of the shift. Yeah, I I was never I think. The problem is, is the way I used to drink was never, never suited day drinking because I drink like a monster. I drink like it's a job. So like if I was day drinking, I'm like absolutely done by eight o'clock. Yeah. And if I keep going, then I'm like, it's like gross. No, I'd fall asleep. I have a max of like four or five drinks and I just start sleeping. I wonder if I'm kind of bored of boozing, I think. I've never been a sleeper. No, yeah. You you just don't sleep. That's not how you're wired at all. Your wiring's all weird and messed up and it's like fucking it doesn't take a lot of recharging. Yeah. Seems to run off minimal. Yeah, which is unfortunate considering these times I'd like to sleep through most of them. Yeah. But I mean I think that well that was the thing with me is like I I don't want to say I was bored, but kind of. I just like I was talking to that guy the other night, you know, when we were high on fucking angel dust, and he was like, "Well, why'd you stop drinking?" Because he noticed, like, he was like, "I've noticed I've started drinking a lot less during this thing," and I was like, "I just didn't have fun anymore. Like, it just wasn't. It wasn't that I wasn't having fun, but I wasn't having fun. So I guess that's boredom. I was just kind of like, there's no point to this, and then I feel like shit, and then all the money I have to spend, you know, to survive the hangover, it's like." Almost cost me more than what I spent the night before. Oh, know? it is just poison, like really. I guess when you think about it. When I'm like, I've done all the things. I have done all the things. Like, what have I? I guess I didn't write the next great American novel like fucking Hemingway while I was drunk. But other than that, I've done all the things. Yeah, you always think like drunks are good readers. Do you ever try and write drunk? No, and it's awful. I I have listened. Okay, like, cause it's did you awful. ever have drunk thoughts? Like in your like, yeah, yeah. You think you're some sort of fucking artist? Yeah. So when I, you're just a drunk, you need a mirror. I would record like myself. Like I'd be having the thoughts in bed, right? And I'm like, oh, this is a great bit. And I record myself, and you know, I didn't like admitting this at the time. Now I don't really care. It was alarming to hear how drunk I was. Like how. In that recording, first of all, I'm saying nothing, nothing coherent, <laughs> even if even if it was semi coherent and I could understand where I was going with it, how long it took me to say it and how blatantly wasted I was. I was like, good God, like and this isn't to say like I, by no means I would I even classify myself as somebody who like had a drinking problem and needed to quit because this and that like I was a fun drunk. I liked being drunk, but did I? drink too much consistently yes like every time 
and like way and beyond liquors, spirits and liquors and liquor. Shit. Yeah, and like way beyond what. Did most you like the taste of it? No, but I didn't want to get fat from beer. And so oh yeah, like, very well, very solid I, point. What happened? I don't, and I I hope I haven't said this on here once, but it was like basically like I grew up drinking beer and whiskey. Um, so it, it was odd, like almost in my mid twenties, me and two other friends of mine all switched to vodka at the same time. Cause vodka, we, we did whiskey and then we did tequila and then we did scotch and whatever. And so it was like really vodka was the only thing that we w- were all so repulsed by growing up that it was the only thing left that I hadn't abused that didn't make me feel absolutely sick either while drinking it or the next day. So I basically switched to the one thing that we were all like, ugh, disgusting, because it was the one thing I hadn't like squeezed all the juice out of yet. So at the end of my drinking, I would drink tequila still. But I mean, I would go to these clubs, you know, I'd do comedy, I'd get a drink ticket, I'd know the bartender, the bartender would be like, oh, yeah, I'll take your drink ticket, and then take a rocks glass and fill it to the, the brim with like vodka or tequila. So it's like, I, I, it's not a double, it's like whatever the fucking entire rocks glass is of alcohol. And I would like drink like four of those. Oh my God. Yeah. Very, like easily. Like, like, and, and just on a Tuesday. And I've worked in the morning. Yeah. But your body was like hard into it. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it was like sometimes I'd get to work and puke. I'd have like a window of like. What's going to happen? Shit well, myself, puke. Well, no, cry, yeah, kind of like or of eating, of eating without the food making me feel sick or being unable to eat uh, lest the food make me sick or something. Like it was like this weird, it was this weird window yeah. of like consuming enough to make me feel like I can make it through the day. And then you're back to another drink at that point, And then you're like, I made it through without any, without I mean, paying. Yeah. Then it's like, the, there's no, but there's that's no. the thing is like, I never was going to bars and buying alcohol. Like that, that's my point is like, I wasn't going out to bars and being like, I'm going to go out and have a fun night with my friends. It was like, I'm drinking because I'm offered a drink ticket or I'm offered a free drink or some dipshit in the audience is buying me a drink. And now I can get a bunch more drinks and maybe I'll pay a very minimal amount of money because I happen to know the person who's bartending because I'm here all the time because I'm doing comedy. Like it became like such a pointless effort you know it it stopped being that like you know when you're like a teenager whatever you're like i'm gonna go get wrecked you know this weekend with my friends it was just so boring i feel like i knew every bartender in vancouver that worked on comedy clubs or shows i'd always make friends with the bartender because i always sit at the bar and drink beers where the show's on and then you build up rapport bartenders are good because they have good senses of humor because they've seen the whole they've seen every joke before as well they're like this guy sucks and i'll be like he does doesn't he he does Give me another beer. You know what I mean? I'd be like drunk going, yeah. I used to always tip. And then I'd always Well, get, I fucking hope so. Then I'd always or I get, guess it's, do people No, but people used Canada? to fucking give me, yeah, they, they don't, they tip there. Tipping, mm. it's a tipping culture. But then people used to, I used to get fucking sorted out. I used to get like, if anyone didn't want a fucking beer ticket, I was getting it. Then I'd go up on stage, wasted. What a nightmare. And, uh, and all, like, I can still hear the applause <sighs> in my head. It's no. like, wow, Mark's coming on stage and he's wasted. And the bartender would like high five me. I, people would bring me shots on stage for a while. I was like, I was just. A, I don't. I, my, whole spect- my whole thing was being drunk. I don't know what. I don't I think mean, I that's used- not comedy. Oh, I was to some people. See, I remember. I mean, the jokes didn't uh, make sense. One of them was, um, one of them, just check this out. 
because a comic from Vancouver, Sam Tonning, he sent me uh, a joke book from like three years ago. Yeah, he sent it to you here in Australia. He sent it to me in Australia. What a nice guy. What a legend. And it's fucking, I just arrived in that. I'm reading through it and uh, I don't know if I'm better or worse. But a lot of it's the same, honestly. I saw one there the other day. It's like, ah, I work with a guy and uh, he's a Hindu and I uh, wanted to ask him about his religion. So I said, what are the Hindus or Hindons of your religion? That was like my joke. I mean, there's there's more to it, but I mean, I don't want to hear it. That and eight beers in me, and then probably going, wait, 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 no, that I said it wrong, I said it wrong, two seconds, and then people are like, he always does this, he always he says it wrong, and then he has to try and do it again. <laughs> you know what? I had a good time though. I mean, I guess that's all that matters in this world is if you had any fun. It really does. I mean, no, it really does. You know, it's. It's interesting to think about that in that way because it's like... Oh, wait, do the right thing. What? Is that is that something that's more... From of, do the right thing? No, do the right thing. Is that more important than having fun? Have fun if your fun results in doing the right thing. What? You know? No. You can't just have fun at everyone else's expense. Well, yeah. I mean, I was about to say something, but we can go into whatever thing you wanted to say first. Ha- have fun. Uh, not, you know what? Just do what you want, actually. Well, I've no, cha- I, I mean, changed my whole mind right now. I so th- I think it's like there's this whole idea, right, of government and law, and laws are to be abided by, and God and this and that and the other. You know what I mean? That all these people live their lives by. They're like, my government, you know, takes care of me, and my God takes care of me, and whatever, and. Therefore, you know, they're so rigid and closed off to anything other than whatever that is. And when you think about it, if you're really looking at this right now, especially Americans, I guess, because it's the only viewpoint I could really have being one. It's like, I've never lived this life where my government gave a fuck about me. It was always sort of like, well, it is going to be whatever it's going to be. And then I have to figure out how to carve a life out of that because it's never going to fit my agenda, what everybody else is doing. You know, so this idea of like, oh, well, if you try like illegal drugs or if you want to like fuck a prostitute, you're like bad, you know, ew, like, you know, you're a bad person and like, you know, of trying to have a, have a nice time in that way. I don't, I guess I don't relate to that. And I feel like, um, yeah, I think life is sort of about having to deal with whatever it's going to be. And carve out a way to have a nice time yourself while not trying to be a dick to other people. I think that was, you know, that's the point I try to add to I it. want my government to take care of me. Well. Like nanny me. I want my government to, like, I'm communist. I want my government to actually, when I have a dirty bottom, I want my, the government to come into my house and clean my ass. Okay. And if I, like, if I just don't want to clean my ass, I have, like, shit all over my ass, I want, like, I can press the button and it will, it's a speaker and I'll go, uh, excuse me, government. Your job is to clean and powder my bum. That's the perfect kind of government. So would you take that government at the expense of all life's experiences that you've had that are considered illegal? Uh, I mean, I want. That, I, I just wiped. want that arm of the government. So I'm voting in but whoever. See, what? I mean, I, I, I guess I don't know. I don't The government's know. reach should only be as far as my ass cheeks. I don't know anything about Irish politics. Nor do I. Okay, well, I think you would, I would venture to guess. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know marginally more than I do. Yes. Okay, so like, I guess I'm just coming from the standpoint of like, 
you know, for, for the government and religion. I, I don't get why people cling to these things, you know, as like, as, you know, as long as I'm loyal to my government, my government will take care of have me you and ever, I can have a happy life. Have you ever had a fucking silver, silver diamond cross and you wear it like on a, on a muscle top, but it's like, you know, it's kind of silver cross, kind of big, but say the muscle top. That's worth being Christian. I think you could do that even if you're not Christian. If you if you don't care. Yeah, I didn't care, but I used to wear one, and I used to think I was so fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a the cool crucifix look. around the neck. Oh my! I mean, I bought these shitty earrings off of eBay that I actually was wearing at the fringe last year, and someone said to me, "This was so funny." I bear- the fringe hadn't even started yet. You know, the first few days before, where you're kind of like getting everything set up and you're sort of meeting people and shit. I was sitting with somebody at lunch and he like asked me about these earrings that had little crosses on them that I bought just because I was like, oh, those seem kind of goth. And they were like 99 cents on eBay, whatever. Right. And then like later in the month, he was like, you know, I really, I thought you were kind of like this good, like, I thought you were religious and like this like Christian, you know, girl. And I'm like, what? Like, I was like, because of these fucking earrings. Like, I was like, that's. I mean, it's fashion, baby. God is fashion to me. Yeah, fuck. I just did a flashback. I used to wear rosary beads the whole time. Yeah, you. I, sta- I started that craze because then, like, no. all guys started wearing them back in. T- um, I'm talking. I don't know what guys are talking. Twenty four, two thousand and four, two thousand five. Yeah. No I had I rosary beads around my neck outside the shirt, wooden, plastic. Nightmare. Oh my god! Sometimes I have two sets of rosary. Oh my! It was my thing. I was. What a gay little Enrique Iglesias I was. And I thought that was cool. So really, Enrique Iglesias actually started then. No, no, he... I, yeah, okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. Fuck. Yeah, the timeline. Yeah, it doesn't add up. Yeah. I must have seen him and thought he was cool. And you know, you've told God. me about this a lot and never before had you mentioned Enrique Iglesias and now we know where you actually got it from. The, I don't know. Did he wear rosary beads? I'm vaguely remembering a music video where I can I'm pretty, see. Him. Maybe I I started rosary beating. I think I did. Okay. I fucking did. I swear. Well, I was accessorizing. I used to accessorize. So you started a bad trend. Nothing to be proud about. I got. I made God cool again for a while. <laughs> I made God cool. I had fucking rosary beads two around my neck, and I could have one around my wrist. Can you believe that? And no. I was drunk, and I was Christian. <laughs> that's all isn't it always i think it's so funny to meet people who are super religious who like completely misbehave but like put god on their team Uh, uh, like that's why they can do that you know yeah i everyone does that fuck it i mean you know what i mean i mean it's not really fuck it It, you need a god you need government you need someone you need someone wiping your little baby bottom you do you need someone wiping your bum and whether it be God, God weighs my bum, the government weighs my bum, everyone, you, everyone should wipe my bum and powder me. This is really, I mean, what do you really think? I think I might give the rosary beads another go. I, that's not, I will leave you. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. Well, you know, I speaking of jokes, Yeah. speaking of jokes, I, I we got an email this week. We got an email this week from somebody who shall not be named, who said that they will upgrade from the $1 tier on Patreon to the $3 tier on Patreon if you tell 
the full magician joke, the whole joke in full on this episode of this podcast. And I will do anything for $2 at this point. And I will make you do anything for $2 at this point. So you're going to have, do you remember the joke? With pleasure. I remember the joke. (laughs) It's a fucking work of art. Yeah. Is it, is it as pleasurable as all the rosary beans? I mean, I could, I could wear rosary beads and start doing material like that again. I think I might actually. I'm sure. Know. I'm sure. Yeah, the I'm magic came in. from the rosary be- yeah. beads. So, are you gonna tell the? I so, look. Uh, yeah, I'm just getting into my fucking stage mode. Stage mode. Okay. Poor. Uh, hey, how's everyone? Woo! What about that virus? Uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> as as you, the other comics talk about that. Yeah, they have. Okay. Um, Terrible. So uh, comedy is uh, pretty tough. Yeah, it's not. It's not going that well. Been thinking about getting into magic. You know, be be a magician. Uh, for my first trick, made my girlfriend disappear. Yeah, she was like, uh, I, "I didn't know you were gay," and she just walked out of the room and left me standing there, shoving a wand in and out of my asshole. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, magician. You know, ooh. Tough gig, uh, so many dead doves. That Is was that uh, two rem- two dollars. I remember that. I remember that joke being longer and and you know well it, as bad as it was just then, but definitely longer. You know you're you're mixing up because I did it with a Harry Potter joke as well. Also a bad joke. Well, let's here, here we go. Oh, uh, <sighs> <laughs> Edinburgh. What two a, for one, huh? What what a mystical city Edinburgh is. It uh. You know, walk around, uh, take a bit of acid, pretend you're in Harry Potter. Look for uh, Hermione to put your wand in. Jesus, that's why I thought it was the Wake same. up next to a run, too much acid. But what a magic night. I don't understand. Is she, you didn't read Harry Potter. I don't need to read Harry... That's not the part I... I understand what Harry Potter is and the characters. I just... I don't understand. Can you te- explain to me? Yeah. What's with the wand stuff? Yeah, I don't know. There's a through line of a wand with those two things. I don't even do jokes about them. I don't even know anything I don't about... even do jokes. Well, those are the only two I've ever done about magic. Yeah, that's two more than I've ever done. Just getting the And you know, I, I just want to say, if I haven't said it before, I think the magic one could literally be just like, you know, if comedy doesn't go well, I was considering getting into magic. But magic's got to be tough. I mean, so many dead doves. Something like that. Yeah. Magic. That's it. It's like two lines for, for like, a, it's still a mediocre thing, but better than... Wh- no, what you, have to, you, you have to bunch part? up. You have to bunch up your, like, you know, words and your jokes. People are like, trim the fat. I'm like, no, no, no. You know, bunch up a few more words. Why? Because you want to confuse them yeah, so they just laugh? Get, get, you know, so the audience understands who you are, you know? No. Oh, he's, he's someone who uses a lot of words to say absolutely nothing, you know, so they can get that, that you know, that feel of you. Okay, I mean, if that's what you're going for, but then the... You the can show odd... off that you know a lot of words. That's what I like to that's do. I like to show off that I can, actually, I can actually speak, sen- like, longer sentences. So you just want to show off how many words you know? I don't know. I got into comedy for some sort of validation, but no, I just want to go on stage, pull down my pants, and have the audience one by one wipe my ass, like the government and like God. 
and like me okay you did throw me in there like, yeah you was a pillow on my bum after it's wiped i don't know in what universe you think that's gonna happen but <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna pretend like i don't have the time anymore so can so i i expect to see three three dollars in our patreon from that person who emailed us what can't we say his name no because that would eliminate the beauty and power held by the five dollar patreon tier which are the following people Oh, on the Patreon, we got uh, Adam Hellori, uh, Adam Freedom. Uh, he's got two names. What kind of a bloody lunatic has two names? Mm-hmm. A man with facts. an alias. Maybe he killed a woman. Okay. Uh, he's he's from around here, actually. Uh, great kid. We have Dominic Fui. He's a, he's a chef. Yeah, he cooks like nice meals, I've heard. I I've feel like you're, you're like a human he dating do, me, app no, for these people. Dom used to go to... Um, uh, Jamaican bar in London and we were the only white guys in there and we used to play pool and we must we were so we were too you TikTok run out okay, of time okay so we have right. Sinead she's uh, from Dublin uh, she does comedy she's you great you know maybe these people don't, I don't want they don't need a description info. they actually don't need a description no at not all. at all this is something uh, we have Kevin uh, Kevza his fucking social security number is 4932 <laughs> 5671 and we have oh Nyler Nyler fucking our mate here our, our, one of our favourite people one of yeah the, the, the best goddamn guy in the city fucking yeah what I said about bunching a lot of words up say a lot of words and saying nothing really am I just now yeah no you know you did it I don't know why I mean it is possible people don't want you broadcasting any personal information about them on this but at the end of the day we're all gonna fucking die and hopefully not from PCP if, if we've learned anything pretty cool powder pretty cool powder good night